You're listening to WYDG Gaming Radio. So now you've got those smells of the patchouli and clearwood from the log cabin area, the mint and sage and from the tea mixed with your green citrus of the Mountain Dew. And yeah. It just smells like a game disaster in the woods. <laughs> Snap, crackle, pop, but it's not your breakfast cereal. We're just old. Welcome to Twig. <laughs> I'm Proxy. I'm Sarah. And uh, Morgan's a ghost and is not here yeah. with us right now. So if you don't like ramble casts, if it's okay. Don't. We won't judge you if you click off this one because you know that that's what this is going to be. You know this is heading nowhere <laughs> short yeah. or on track for that matter. <clears throat> Excuse me. My God. So uh, Morgan has gone up to... Uh, pick up my brother. Yep. Two states away. Yep. Uh, so she won't be with us this, this episode. Yep. Or I think next episode either. Yeah. There's a lot of pride going on. It's almost like it's pride month. This, yeah. This week she's picking him up and then they're going like shopping and such, which is fine. Like, go have fun. Do that. (laughs) We can do the podcast on our own. We're, we're big babies. Um, and then next week she's going up. Pride is on Saturday, but she's going up super early to visit with the boys and such. So. Which is going to be so weird because, like, it'll be really random spurts of time where she'll, like, go somewhere else for a weekend and I have, like, the whole bed to myself. And then usually my roommate works, like, Fridays and Saturdays. So I have, like, two whole days alone. And by the end of that second day, I'm like, I'm losing my damn mind. But then I also don't want to hang out with somebody because it's like, I almost never get alone time. Just alone time. Been there, done that. So it's like, I want to like revel in it. Yeah. Maybe just play Skyrim in my underpants or something. I don't know. But I also am like, (laughs) I start to talk to the cat more when I'm alone for too long. I get the same way. Like if Annabelle's (laughs) got to work all day on like a Saturday or a Sunday and I'm like, I had no other plans. Then I'm just sitting around. I'm like, how do I make the most of this? I'm like, I could... Exactly what you said. Like, I could just sit around in my underwear and play video games, but, like, I could do that on a normal day when she's here. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then I go back and forth, like, I want to hang out with people and play games or do something, but, like, also, I hardly get me time. Yeah. So, like, what do I do with this <laughs> newfound aloneness? Yeah, it's really weird. So, that's fun. It's very strange. I'm not going to be home alone, though. Like. You won't be Macaulay Culkin. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to be alone. Don't come try to rob me. I have a hatchet. <laughs> but... <laughs> Sarah's address is 123 Internet Street. Yeah. You can find her on, uh, it's at Yahoo. Uh, yeah. 123 Internet Street. At Yahoo.com. At Yahoo. In Los Angeles, California. Yes. Yeah. Uh, or just AOL keyword search Sarah on the internet <laughs> and you'll find her. Yeah. She'll come up. Her ad- it's the same address. It's legit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you do want to rob her, that's the that's the, where you go. Yeah. So anyway, what have you been playing <laughs> this last week and uh, or watching Morgan Place when she's not here? Yeah. Uh, I know that she beat Days Gone <laughs> accidentally. Big surprise. How do you she guys accidentally... accidentally keep beating games. I don't know. It's a phenomenon <laughs> in your household, and it needs investigating. <laughs> well, she put Days Gone down for a few days to play like Rage and to play some other stuff. And um, she's been playing a lot of Skyrim this week too, because I've been playing a lot of Skyrim. Um, but she picked up Days Gone and didn't realize that it felt very like this is the end of the game. And then all of a sudden, it was the end of the game. She hasn't told me anything that happened, 
because I want to play the game. But I know she accidentally, she, while I was at work, she was like, I accidentally beat Days Gone. And I was like, how does this keep happening? Um, so that was that. I didn't watch it or anything. Um, she usually does it while I'm at work, but that's fine. Uh, I have been elbow deep in Skyrim. I think I touched The Sims 4 for like a minute. And then I was like, no, I just want to play Skyrim. Like the Sky Sims. The Sky Sims. Because <laughs> a couple times I've gotten home from work and uh, the roommate and Morgan are watching something on the TV, which is like fine. But I don't want to relocate the Switch. And Skyrim on the Switch as a handheld is terrible because it's such a dark fucking game. So I only play it on the TV. So I was like, I'm going to play something else. And that's not Skyrim. And I'm not going to go on the computer and just start a new file. I'm not going to do that. And I played The Sims for like an hour and I was like, oh, God, I can't. I've come to the end of that <laughs> for now. But I'm right back on that Skyrim bullshit train. Yeah. Like I always am. You, you never really leave that wagon. No. You're just you're always there. I heard that Todd Howard said that um, they really want Elder Scrolls 6 to be like a game that we play for 10 years and a lot of people were like roasting him for it. And it's like, but it's We're Sky- still playing and buying Skyrim. Yeah. I'm Be- debating on picking up the special edition for PC because it's on sale 40% off right now. Do it. Do you you didn't own it already on Steam? I don't own it on anything no. right now. Oh Shame. no, that's not true. I have it for P- uh, PS3. Shame. Cuz I remember when the remaster came out, uh if you already owned it on Steam, you got a free copy of the remaster on PC. So, that sucks. Um it's I mean, it's so fucking good. And like that came out 11, 11, 11. So almost eight years ago. Yeah. Almost eight years ago. And here I am still discovering new things and like doing quests that I've never done before. So I don't think it's that far fetched that if they make six beefy and bulky and just full of stuff, like I'm still playing Fallout 3 that literally came out in 2008. Last year was the 10 year anniversary and I'm still actively playing it. A lot. I just don't haven't recently because I've been elbow deep in in Skyrim. Like the other day, I was like, I got home from work and I played for seven straight hours, and I was like, Who am I? What do you mean I I don't have magic hands? I can't just shout my way out of situations. I have to go to sleep. What is that? <laughs> I don't understand. But that's oh, it, though. God. I think I think that's it. I it's been like get home from work, play Skyrim. 10 p.m. happens. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Maybe I will end up buying Skyrim for PC and playing it. Do it. I, I have Fallout 4 on PC and I haven't gotten through that. Yeah. Well, you did. You when you got it, you also your computer was not as what it was. If you don't want to buy it, you there can was a huge just... gap with Fallout 4 between getting Fallout 4 for PC and then like a year and a half later having a PC that could handle it. Yeah. And it's like by now all the the like I want to play that has worn off. Yeah. Because, like, by, geez, like, shortly after I was able to play it on PC, they're like, Fallout 76. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God. And I was really excited about it, but no. then it kind of, everybody knew the flop. <sighs> yeah. Alternatively, if you don't want to buy it, I can just share Morgan's Steam library with you. Eh. <laughs> I have the power, I think. I have the power. Yeah, but then I'm going to have a whole list of Morgan's entire library. Everything. And I, I can't. Yeah. 
You'll be I'll like, get, okay. I'll get too tempted and I'll be in the middle of playing something and then she'll hop on to like play Skyrim and it'll yeah. be off and I'll be like, no. That's like, I hate that that's a thing now. Like I understand back in the day, it used to be you couldn't play the same game if you were sharing your library. That makes sense in a really weird way. But now even if you log into Steam, it kicks you out, which is garbage. It's great for me because I never use Steam. I'll give everybody my Steam library. I don't care. I never use it. Please play my games that cost me human money. But Morgan automatically has Steam Signer in when she's on the computer, and she's frequently using it. And it's like, it just Same. wouldn't work. Steam is a good portion of my life. Yeah. So. Nope. Couldn't work. Mm. Mm. Meh. It's worth it, though. I mean, the intro, everybody is sick of, you know, the Skyrim intro. But on PC, you can just really quickly download one mod that is like, we're just going to place you somewhere on the map. And you don't have to do the intro anymore. It's going to be okay. Oh, man. But after, like, the 18th time of playing through the intro of the game, it really doesn't seem that long. See, that, <laughs> that kind of stinks, because, like, I'll, I still love playing through the intro of Fallout 3. Yeah, it feels kind of taxing, because it's like, oh, I just got to get through this terrible part where I'm, like, 10. But even that's not so bad. Like, maybe <laughs> that's just because I have a soft spot for Fallout 3. Mm. But I don't know. I go back and I find it endearing. And I love it. I mean, I like it. I hate the part where you're a baby just because you're so small. Uh, and you just, every time you push a button that would normally be something, but you don't have baby skills. Yeah. It's just like, ah, bah, bah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, please no. I learned, um, I knew this, this is relevant. I knew this before that the baby model in Fallout 3 and in New Vegas, yes, are not babies the the shrunken it's just a very shrunken version of yourself of the adult self compressed yes and then when you are a child you are just like a child and then you become 16 and you're considered an adult as far as the game is concerned you just look like whatever you your gene projection made you yeah so i've been watching a video and someone was like can you um beat fallout 3 without killing anybody or hurting anybody and the like the first hurdle to that is the rad roaches in the intro. You have to shoot them and kill them. And the way to get around that, at first, this guy's way to get around that was just to glitch through the wall. And you fall down into a different part of the vault where that part of the vault is only it only exists for you to escape from the vault when you're 19. So the game just goes, oh, you must be 19 now. So go on, go on your merry way. But you're still in the body of the child. Which is fine because it means you can't be killed, but it's also terrible because children can't interact with buttons, which is like a really big portion of the game, it turns out. They can't do certain things. They have like, it's a really weird thing. So it's like, obviously that won't work. You can't beat the game as a child because you just can't get through doors. So (laughs) this person was like, let's backtrack and let's go back to being a baby and then let's glitch out of the map. Because technically you're an adult sprite, just very small. So you're still an adult body (laughs) and you can interact with things like buttons and doors and like electric panels and stuff. So the way, the only way to beat Fallout 3's main storyline until the end without killing anyone or hurting anyone is to be a baby and to be very, very small and just run really slowly across the wasteland. Oh, It's, like, no. actually kind of amazing. You just kind of waddle your way across the waste. Yeah, but isn't that, like, such a weird thing? That's why, like, um, in videos where people have, like, console commanded, like, a Deathclaw or an, a monster of some kind into the baby 
cell where you're like a baby and you die, you're all noodly because the game doesn't know what to do when the adult sprite dies, but it's really small and it just becomes really noodly because the arms are like, I got to be here, here and here. Oh, no. It's really weird. I haven't haven't seen that. I'm going to look it up. It's in the Fallout 3 Monster Factory, which is one of my favorites. It's so fucking good. But they it happens and they're both like, what the fuck? And immediately I was like, it's because the game doesn't know what to do. So it just did the best thing it knew how. Opened Make it real noodle to the netherworld. <laughs> Make it real noodly. Oh, Those games are weird like that. Send nudes. <laughs> yeah. It's like um in the Oblivion Monster Factory, Griffin spawns the the bad guy that you watch die at the end of the game, and he just like hits him with a mace and he dies, and he just becomes like spaghetti he just like melts and falls into the world and starts like his head like rolls down a hill but his body's like all stretched out and they were like what the fuck is happening and i was like well his death is a scripted event and it has to happen a certain way the game sees him and he's there and he is very big and he dies and the game doesn't know what to do with that so it just does the best thing it knows how to do and it just melts him it's not how he's supposed to die so he just oblivion has scary scary things going on in its code in <laughs> Ob- general. Oblivion and Fallout 3 are like two sides of the same coin as far as Bethesda's programming oh, is concerned. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite things ever. I don't remember exactly when Oblivion came out, but I know Fallout 3 was 2008. 06, I want to say. Um. So yeah, similar timing. Yeah. And my God. Yeah. I remember reading some of the glitches that happened when they were testing... Um, Oblivion. Six. And they're like, oh, rather than fixing them, we just uh, found nifty workarounds. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you have potentially rogue AI in your programming. Yeah. Literally one of and the most... like, yeah, we're just going to not screw with it. One of the most important NPCs in the entire game. He's important across like two or three of the faction quest lines. He's important in the main quest. <clears throat> I don't remember his name. He's an orc, though. He's one of the most important NPCs in the game. They didn't make him essential for some reason. They made him killable. And then they, his programming made him leave his house and walk down this bridge and then walk back. And it was like his morning walk. And sometimes he would walk on this one pixel of bridge that didn't exist. And he'd fall through the bridge and die. There's no way to bring him back. There's no way to change it. And it would happen whether you were across the map or if you were in town looking at him. So it's not like you would be like, oh, I know he died. I'll just go back to a new save. It would just happen. You'd just be like, I need to find that guy. And the quest marker would just lead you to his dead body. And it's like, how? Like, okay. Why? You you can't fix the bridge. You can't change his programming to make him not walk on the bridge. Fine. Make him essential. (laughs) That's all I ask. So that when he falls through the bridge, he doesn't die. And he'll just kind of like struggle and figure out how to get back up to his house or whatever. But like, would it have been so hard? (laughs) I'm almost a little, I'm I'm becoming a little concerned that Bethesda doesn't actually program games. They just rip holes in space time into alternate (laughs) dimensions and let people play around with them. I think so. It really seems that make a great movie possible. Oh my god, yes! Like you think you're playing a game, but it's just that the developer ripped a hole into an alternate dimension and they're letting you dick around with someone else's reality. Kind of sounds like Bandersnatch from Netflix. A but little like, bit, yeah. A little, a little funnier. Did you play anything other than Skyrim this week? No. That's that rambling <laughs> we were talking about. <laughs> That's the ranty episode we were talking about. It's that won't be the last time. Oh, for sure. Oh, God. What did you play? Not as much as I would have liked. Yeah. I, uh, after the podcast, let's see, last week I had some free time, 
and I finally recorded what'll probably be the cumulative first episode of Amorous for mm-hmm. our Pornhub account. So excited. I'm very excited for it. I'm going to end up working with um, everyone's favorite artist and co-host, Joe Blay. Yeah. <clears throat> to do the first few episodes um, with whatever character he feels like voicing. Yeah. Because he's willing to do whatever, and I feel like I'm going to be able to actually hammer out how I want people to do the voices and how I need to structure the actual editing and recording and clipping and everything else with him working with it. Yeah. Before I bring it to, you know, other friends that I'm like, you have a really good voice and you're a talented person, would you like to voice a character? That way they don't come in here and, like, expect direction and I have no direction to give. Yeah. So, that's my thought. Uh, I forgot how amazing that game is. <laughs> and I, I believe I messaged Al like partway through it. And I was like, Al, I just started playing Amorous again. And I forgot how hot these characters are. <laughs> and he was like, I saw you playing and I kind of wanted to play too. <laughs> so uh, that game's amazing for a free game. The characters are so well written. Yeah. And Shame just... that it's free, honestly. Like, make some money off that shit. Yeah. I mean... People were like, can we can we pay you for this? And they're like, no, we did this for love because Aww. we want people to play this game. That's so nice. And just just go play it. Just have a good time. Hmm. Just enjoy it. They make other games. So I don't know what, but. Yeah, maybe they make um, money doing that. Because, like, I don't know. Maybe it'll be like one of those Doki Doki situations. They're going to make, like, another really big game. And everyone's going to be like, I remember these guys because they made this other free game that yeah. I loved. Um, let's see. Outside of that, I dabbled in a few things. Um. This week, I got texted on Tuesday when Demon X and I were playing Persona 5 yep. by my buddy Talking High Def, and he was like, yo, are you playing, and I already forgot the name of the game. Dauntless? Dauntless, thank you. Are you playing Dauntless? And I was like, no, I'm playing Persona 5. <laughs> and, I mean, he was just talking in general, not at that moment. No. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know what the hell that is, but it's probably another Battle Royale. I probably don't give a darn, darn about it. Yeah. Then I went into work the next day, and my boss was like, yo, are you playing Dauntless? And I was like, Kev, you're the second person that's asked me about this. What is this game? And he's like, oh, so it's like Monster Hunter, but without all that extra bullshit that was Monster Hunter. Yeah. He's like, just basically you're hunting monsters. And there's a hub you go back to after you hunt a monster, and you go back out and you hunt more monsters. Yeah. Put up a hunting party of up to four people. So it basically is Monster Hunter. Um, now, from what I was looking up of this game, it actually came out back in 2017, so it's not terribly new. This is uh, what this is, I think, is another situation like Fortnite, where the game existed well before it started all of a sudden surging in popularity. Yeah. And lo and behold, t- the the team behind uh, Dauntless is Epic Games. Yeah. And you, you can, can kind of tell-, tell because the graphic engine that they're using is basically the same engine they use for Fortnite. Yeah. And the art style is really this- similar. Which I have no problem with Fortnite's art style. My yeah. issue with Fortnite is the twelve-year-old toxic player base, and that I don't like battle royales. Yeah, my additionally is just the fact that they kind of like emotionally manipulate really young kids into conning their parents out of money to pay for invisible fake Fortnite dollars. Yeah. That's gross. Any company does that, it's gross. So it's not even just like, the, that's the, Epic's thing. The it's marketing like, tactics behind it aren't great. It's I gross. understand the business model. I understand yeah. selling cosmetics. Overwatch does it. Yeah. But but it, it's gross everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it gives me a dirty feeling. And I'm, I'm assuming, that's the one thing I was like, if this game is good, if Dauntless is actually a good game, 
and it is free. They offer it's cross-platform, so you can yeah. play it on Xbox, PS4. Uh, I think if they said it's coming to Switch and PC. Yeah. So like, and you can cross-play. So I could play on my PC with you, who's on your PS4. Yep. With someone like Nate, who's on his Xbox One. Yeah. And we could all play in the same game, which is amazing. It also has cross-save, so if I load my character on my PC and then I want to play on my PS4, I can use my same character save. Yeah. Which is, like, what they tried to do with Fortnite, but, you know, Sony was like, screw off, cross-play. Literally. Everyone was in an argument about it. It's weird that they allowed it for Dauntless, though. Yeah. Because, like, uh, that's... eh. Maybe just because it's not as popular, so they were like, well, there's less of a chance that we'll lose out on money somehow. I'm wondering if it's that in order to play on the system, you have to have... Like, we installed it on the Xbox One, and you need to have Xbox Live Gold which to play Which is so it. dumb. Which, yeah, because Neverwinter, free game, you can play on Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Yeah. It's not cross-play compatible. But you it don't is. you don't need a subscription to play it. Yeah, and Fortnite's like that, too. Yeah. Like, isn't it? You, even yep. if you are that's on why PS4. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if that's what they did to make them go for it. was like, well, let's do cross-play, but we'll make it so they have to pay for your online service. Mm-hmm. So if they're playing on the Xbox, they're playing on the PlayStation, then you're not going to lose out on money because they have to have your subscription bullshit. Yeah. I know Morgan looked it up and it said that it didn't need PS Plus. Or it didn't say that it needed PS Plus, but like one have I websites. I haven't tried it yet. Websites so. have never lied ever on the internet. So who knows? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't like tried it or anything. Yeah. Like I haven't tried it on my PS4. I have it installed, but I just started playing it on PC. Yeah. I'm going to play it with a controller. That's it, it handles did. pretty well and it looks really good. Morgan stole my blue Xbox controller. I'm just going to use mine. She was saying that. She's like, yeah, it's I our stole, only wired one. I stole Sarah's Xbox. I was like, well, we're using the same heckin' controller. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, you know, I'm excited because if I can put together a four man hunting party, which when I play League, we can put together a four person party. No problem. Yeah. It's always finding the fifth person. That's a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, if we could just get a four person party together and we're just going out and hunting monsters with that four person group, we don't have to interact with anyone else. Yeah. Top that's, notch. That's what it seems like. And it if they're going to give like... it the same support that they give, like the, you know, mandatory forced overtime to the point of exhaustion of their employees to make sure that patches come out on time yeah. and that things are updated and they're going to be like on top of whatever's socially relevant. I'm cool with it. It seemed like a lot of people are still playing, even though it came out a couple years ago. So it seems like it's probably still good. I feel like it's a resurgence because of Monster Hunter having been starting to die out. Yeah. And then you've also got Fortnite, which is still within the top three on Twitch. Yeah. Like League of Legends is starting to battle its way back up. But at this point, (sighs) I would prefer League of Legends to be number one over anything else. And that's saying a lot. You don't. Yeah, because you don't (laughs) do the League thing. But like at least League... It's, I don't know, there's, like, I feel like the culture that got League a bad name has kind of died down a little bit. They moved to Fortnite. Because all those people moved to <laughs> Fortnite. So, like, I don't know. I don't know either. I'm, I'm interested in checking it out, but I don't know how that's going to, I don't know where it'll go from there. It'll depend on if I can find enough time to play with people. Yeah. And then, of course, stream-wise, we played Crash Bandicoot. Insane Trilogy Crash 2 on Monday. Hell yeah. I didn't play anything Wednesday. Yeah. Because I was in a lot of pain from Lay Broken Wisdom Tooth. Yep. Which, this, oh my god, I can't even describe to you, like, a 15 out of 10 on the pain scale. Don't you believe me now that dentists are just people who want to help you feel better? Sure. <laughs> yes. I do now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
They're just people. Because usually, who... I go, you go to the dentist and you have no pain, and then you leave in pain. Yeah. This was the uh, complete opposite. Yeah. Where I, I was like, I called them up and I was like, "Help me!" <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, come in on Thursday, and we'll just rip it out of your face." And I yeah. was like, "Thank you." <laughs> For forty dollars, you can <sighs> have one tooth removed. I, I can't tell you how ridiculously tempted I am for my next because I have to have the other one removed too. Yeah. But they were like, let's just do one side of your face at a time. It's kind of So fair. I was like, okay, I guess. Um, but because that one's also broken and they had to break this one in a couple more pieces before they could actually get a grip to pull it out. Yeah. There's a part of me that wants to bring in like a, a decent mic and be like, can you, I want to re- record the oh sound of the bone breaking. Get some horrible Foley. Yeah. Oh God. Like if it's going to happen anyway... <laughs> Like, yeah. can you just, can you hold this mic up to my mouth while he's breaking it? You should take a tiny jar. I know Annabelle has tiny jars. You should take a tiny jar next time and be like, can I keep it? Because sometimes they'll let you keep your teeth. Not like organs or anything, because biohazard. But teeth aren't really a biohazard. It just depends. Ugh. It depends on what kind of state they're in. Wouldn't that be gross? The broken state. Yeah. The painful broken state. I don't yeah. know if I want to hang on to something that caused me so much pain. <laughs> That's why I kicked the X out. You could just like, <laughs> You could just set it on fire. <laughs> oh god uh, but that and it's probably gonna be in less pieces by the time he break takes it out are more pieces less less of a tooth and more like bone shards yeah yummy yeah i thought that'd be like just listening to it and i don't know how different it sounds to someone that's not in my head yeah so i don't know it's an intriguing prospect yeah i'm still debating on it i am glad that i was asleep when they yanked out my wisdom teeth i did wake up at one point but i was so I couldn't hear anything but the doctors talking, and I couldn't feel anything. And I was so loopy that none of it really made sense anyway. But I wasn't... I like. I know that they were just like in my mouth, but I don't know what they were doing. So I don't know what that sounds or feels like. <laughs> I feel you're in like. my mouth, but I have no idea what you're doing. I was fucking conked out. Cool. Great. Those are the days. But, yeah, so that's... That's the important stuff. Like, we played a little more Persona, but, you know, doing that a couple hours a week, you know I played it. Yeah. I can't really tell you much more about, like, what's been going on, because we're still... I feel like a lot happens. We're, like, happens. eight hours in and still in a tutorial. I feel like in, in those kinds of games, a lot happens in a short period of time, but not in the grand scheme of things, so you're just like, I don't... I don't know. A lot of stuff happened, none of which it's really important to cover. Yeah. So, um, I know I played a little bit of DDR. Nice. Because we hooked up the PS2. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And I went to go and visit Derek and he just unloaded a treasure trove of stuff on me. Oh, so much stuff. I'm so excited. So there's excited. so much stuff that I need to like, I need to find shelves and places mm-hmm. to put things and hook up. Actually, I could probably hook up the PS2 in here. Yeah. The Japanese PS2. So we can play Japanese PS2. I also need to message him and make sure he like knew that the Kingdom Hearts Japanese was in the PlayStation. Yeah. So he doesn't go looking for it later and be like, where's my Kingdom Hearts game? <laughs> like, <laughs> that'd be sad. So It would be. Uh, so yeah. if you're listening, hit proxy up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's all I've got as far as stuff that we played. So I'm going to move things around a little bit. Yeah. Is that au- when you move that mic that's connected to your desk, is it audible? Um, is it like to when be I honest, move... I'm not a hundred percent, but I think hmm. not much, if any. We should test it out because I want to know when I move a mic how audible it is. Uh, those ones are pretty audible. Yes, because of the way that like they're all friction, tension. Yes, all that jazz. Whereas this was like it's on springs and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
So anyway, games that are releasing at you next week. Tuesday, June 11th, we'll have Battleworlds Cronor for the Switch. And Friday, June 14th, Triton Survival for PC and World End Syndrome for PS4 and Switch. Also, I can finally tell you because Twitch finally put their games out for Prime. Hell yeah. Uh, if you have games with Prime on Twitch, you can get uh, Aegis Defenders, Stickbold, 10 Second Ninja X, and Metronomicon. Huh. I have no idea what any of those are. I'll have to check them out and report back later. Of course, there's also like a whole bunch of extra stuff with Twitch now. Yeah. One of the things is for EVE Online. Oh, there's something for Dauntless. The Desperado Bundle. Huh. Well, I know Plain. what I'm doing. So anyway, <laughs> all that being said, we're going to take a brief break and we'll be right back at you with some game news. Huh? Oh, um, yeah, this is an ad. This is definitely... Hi, uh, welcome to the midway point of the show. Uh, I didn't see you come in, but uh, welcome. So... Uh, oh, geez, I probably should have scripted something. Um, so, hey, uh, I spent some time and I changed around the way that the Yeah Dude Patreon works because there's so many things asking for your money these days. And I'm like, hey, you know, maybe we don't need a whole lot of subscriptions that people pay because, you know, you pay enough. You probably got like the Netflix and the Hulus and the Amazons and the Prime and all sorts of other crazy things. Maybe you pay for YouTube TV. I don't know your life. I don't know your story. All I know is that you're here listening to the podcast and you probably like it. I like it. It's fun. It's a fun thing to do. It's a nice thing to listen to. And sometimes you're like, man, I really want to get closer to that experience. You know what you can do? You head over to our Patreon and you know what you can get? You get like royalty-like treatment for guess what our highest tier is now guess what guess how much guess how much it is two dollars i didn't ask for a dime two dollars cash and for a two dollar monthly contribution to the show you can help us give back to the community because let's face it your two dollars won't help me much but i can help other people your collective monies can help us fund for games and fun activities for the community for well however long we are around for so that being said check out patreon.com backslash yeah dude and do a thing all right maybe uh back to the show any more than three shakes and you're just touching yourself welcome back to twig (laughs) i would normally throw it on over to morgan for posterity i keep forgetting my words <laughs> yeah that's fine um when they took out your wisdom tooth they took I out lo- all your wisdom they took uh, not even that just knowledge it was a knowledge tooth apparently <laughs> oh and they no took it all with it. they're like oh there's a chunk of your brain attached to this and they just kept pulling <laughs> it's just it's like it was, oh, like those magicians like when they pull a, a cloth, scarf out of their a sleeve scarf out of their sleeve and yeah, it just yeah, keeps yeah. coming it's like it's, that yeah or thing. like uh if you haven't seen the uh the short film wisdom totten by uh don hertzfeld that I don't like that one. That one is that is uh, that one like something. I don't. I'm not as like stomach sensitive person. I don't get grossed out by much. But that one really like turns my stomach. It really does. <laughs> it, it gets my like psychological fear going on. Yeah. With like, there's nothing you can do about it, and you're just pulling, and that like combined with the sound of like a guitar being overtuned. Yeah. Is just like oh. Uh, something. Uh, or like a razor blade on guitar strings is probably more like what they did. Nope. Is, oh, God. It's gnarly. 
Anyway, welcome back to the Gnarly Cast. We are recording this on Friday, June 7th, and it will hit your earballs Saturday, June 8th. Yeah. Uh, Morgan isn't here to tell you that, so I'm telling you myself. Great. So, Sarah, would you like to kick us into some news? Sure. Okay, so Tesla, as an Elon Musk car Tesla, will be adding Cuphead to the list of games that are available to play on the Model 3, Model S, and Model X Tesla cars. I learned during this that there are games available on these cars already. If it was any other vehicle, I would be like, that sounds incredibly unsafe. Yeah. But they're just like, this is how distracted you can be, and the car will still drive just fine. Well, it's they on, the games only play when you're in park. So like if you're like, I'm waiting for a doctor's appointment in 45 minutes, your car has to be in park for them to work. So that's good, at least. This is the next level of like even, the people that used to mod like a PS2 into their dashboard. Yeah. Even like the self-driving cars, like you can't, because you have to be aware of the road the whole time. Um Fun fact, while I was reading the article about this, there was an article right next to it about a guy who just died because his self-driving car, his self-driving Tesla, drove into a really fucked up shaped median on the highway at a pretty high speed, probably like speed limit. And he died. And it's really unfortunate. Um, And his family is suing Tesla because they were like, your car killed my family member. That's fucked up. And it's like, I get that. Do people do that in any other brand? But. And I I know that I, I don't want to believe a brand over a family who lost somebody. But Tesla was like, listen, we have the proof that the car alerted him many times to put his hands on the wheel. This, that, and the other thing. Something happened. Congratulations. Your family member will now earn the Darwin Award for this year. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, who knows what really happened, but that sucks. But I, I thought it was it. really funny that, like, video games in a Tesla, right, literally right next to an article that was like, a guy died while driving a Tesla. Uh, um, it's weird, because it's like those people put so much faith into something that even the creator is like, you still need to be paying attention. Yeah. It's not like they put him in a, one of the cars from Detroit Become Human that has, like, no steering wheel. It's just you sit in the car and it yeah. drives you. If that was the case, f- yes, sue yeah. the company that built the car. Yeah. But if it's, like, you have full manual control that you can take over any time. Yeah. Like, um, there's a, I, I'm sure many people have made videos in Teslas, but I know the one that I watched um, was from Jerry Rake Everything, my favorite channel on love YouTube. Love that channel. I love him so much. He did a video where he was driving and and testing out a tesla i don't remember what kind of model it was i don't remember what breed of car anything is um and he was like let's see how far it will let me get before it stops or whatever and he just sat there and drove the car for a while he like you set the destination and then it just drives and then every x amount of minutes it'll be like beep 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 you have to interact with this or put your hands on the wheel and you have to do that or the car will immediately find someplace safe to pull over and turn off. So like if you fell asleep, it would just pull over and turn off until you get your shit together. So it's like it works clearly. It's really fucking cool, but it's not foolproof. You can't just like get in a car and drive. It's still going to be the whole time. Be like, hey, wake up. Hey, wake up. Hey, wake up. Are you there? Yeah. Are you there? 
the problem, I love this quote, that the problem when engineers try and make something entirely foolproof is that they underestimate the ingenuity of complete and total fools. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like for that. all we know, this dude could have glued a drinky drinky bird with a little haptic pen on the end of it. and Could have. Or maybe. It's just sitting there, boink. Maybe boink. something was wrong with the car. Like, maybe when he didn't hit the yes, I'm still here button instead of, like seeing that the lane was over there and like this is a safe place to pull over it thought this is a safe place to pull over on this side and it hit the median and whatever i don't know but like humans make that mistake all the time you know yeah people will just like i was thinking when i was on my way to work today i was thinking that traffic lights the yellow light is only there because humans are driving cars yeah because our reaction times are slow because the human body is a slow wet mechanism and we need to be told, it's going to turn red in a moment. You might not make it through. And even then, people just go, I'll speed up. Yeah. That's the solution. Yeah. But anyway, video games and cars, I'm into it. <laughs> uh, apparently, Tesla cars have had video game support for a while, including like old Atari games and mobile games. I don't know what kind of games. I didn't really care to look. Probably Tetris. Frankly. Um, Cuphead will be releasing on Tesla cars this summer. Uh, will only include the Inkwell Isle 1 of the game due to limited storage. Obviously, it's a car. And will require a separately purchased wired USB controller to play. I don't know if that means like any specific kind of controller or if it's just like an Xbox controller or something. Um, because the, the Tesla does have a touchscreen, but it's not going to work with the game. You need a controller. I think it's really funny. I said this to Morgan the other day that it's so funny how... It took Cuphead like a year and a half to come out on the Switch, but it's taking like five minutes for it to come out on a Tesla, on a car. That's so silly. The car wasn't built with the computing power to run video games. Yeah. It just, I don't know. It's so funny. I mean, the people... I'm excited for Tesla to have their, um, they were working on, I think by next year they wanted to have it done to make it so that you could just press a button and your car will drive to you. To pick yeah. you up. So it's like valet, but... It's like going with a horse. Yeah. Or being James Bond. Yeah. I mean, ideal. As soon as cars can drive themselves, I no longer need to worry about paying the state of Massachusetts to ba get, to fail the driver's test a few times to get my license. I think it's going to be incredible, especially because of like the kind of precision driving that can be done, potentially be done yeah. by computers. Yeah. Um, once they get it all worked out and everything, like, I don't think we're there yet, maybe 10, 20 years down the road. Yeah, hope I'm alive. Imagine not having frickin' traffic lights, and the cars just are all networked together, so you're going down the highway, and there's a crossover, and it's just the cars are well-timed enough to just go in mm -hmm. between each other. And you know what's really funny is people are like, well, when that happens, there's still going to be accidents, because there's always bugs in technological systems, and it's like, yeah, but do you know how many people die in car accidents every single year? More than shark attacks in the last 20 do you know how many yet, of those people is because they were, like, checking Twitter or not paying attention and checking their mirrors before they merged? Yeah, Things or that the car's were, system can just they, do. Or they were drunk. Despite the fact <sighs> that millions and billions of dollars have been poured into, like, stopping drunk driving, people still do it. I don't think that's ever going to stop. People What's have weird been, is because your clarity of mind, it's like you're, it's almost like you're drunk when you go drunk driving. And you're not thinking clearly. It's almost. Because everybody thinks... I have friends who, who will admit fully without thinking that it's an issue. Yeah, I drunk drive. 
I've driven while buzzed. I've driven while tipsy. I've driven while hammered. I've driven while blackout. And it's like, I'm not proud of you. I'm ashamed of you. I don't want to look at you right now. Because you know how many people you could have killed, including yourself? I'm so mad. Because <laughs> you think I'm fine. But you're not. It's like, did you ever see Wolf of Wall Street? Oh, yeah. The part where he takes a bunch of quaaludes and then drives his car down the road to the hotel oh my god and he's like and i got home perfectly fine and then the car's fucked up and like (laughs) the the morning in the morning when he's sobered up again yeah and it's just like it's like he's like oh apparently i didn't get home okay yeah he was like it's an it's a fucking wonder that i didn't kill anybody that movie's so good but it's like that's that's it you think you're fine and i like the way that they portrayed the whole thing when him and jonah hill are both hopped up on quaaludes oh my god because they they took the lemons and they were really delayed (laughs) and they're just like sitting there trying to strangle each other with a fucking phone cord in the kitchen and it's like the inability for what they're thinking to make its way into their actual movements yeah i'm like it's not like the way that they do you know oh you do cocaine and you're just like popeye like you have superhuman strength and you can reason 10 times faster than a normal person nope it's crazy. Your brain does things when you drink or consume poison, it turns out. Anyway, that's my soapbox for the day, I hope. I hope that's my only one. Uh, okay, so <laughs> moving on from there. Uh, Apple TV is going to be getting Xbox One and PS4 controller support for its future game streaming service, Apple Arcade, which is expected to come this fall. I heard you can actually also get a stand for your Apple TV for about $3,000. It's just a hunk of aluminum. Yeah. But it looks real fancy. It looks very bougie, which is exactly what Apple wants. Uh, before I get lost in a rant on Apple, I'm legitimately just going to push it forward unless you have other things to say about Apple and their Not really. controllers. I would. I was going to say, <laughs> I will sure hope they're giving controller support because what are the other options? You have to buy an Apple controller. <laughs> You have to use an iPhone 10 or above to oh my control God. your games. They would do something like that. Uh, they have controller support, but there's not actually a USB plug. <laughs> you have to buy a separate dongle to plug into a three and a half millimeter headphone jack. Yeah. Oh my God. You have to like buy a Bluetooth dongle to plug into your USB and Bluetooth it to your TV. And somehow that works. And then everybody in your apartment building can connect to your TV now. Uh, do you want me to take this next one? Uh, actually, yeah. I want Jumanji's. Spoiler alert, we're talking about Jumanji, so you can take this one. Okay, so Dragon Quest Walk. A Pokemon Go-style Dragon Quest game is set to release in Japan. It should be really popular because I told that they love Dragon Quest out in Japan. Um, It'll be augmented reality style like Pokemon Go, and it may tie into Dragon Quest XII. It'll be launching this year for iOS and Android, and a closed beta begins on June 11th. For right now, the game will only be available in Japan, as far as we know, but could find out more during E3. Who knows? Yeah. People who really like Dragon Quest are very excited about that. I don't, I'm don't. i not a, an AR person. I don't like using my phone for stuff, so I don't get it, but good for you guys in Japan. Not in America, because we suck. Uh, okay, Jumanji. I love this one, because the new Jumanji movie that came out a couple years ago with Jack Black and The Rock and such... Actually was fucking so good. So the new Jumanji movies are getting a four player video game tie in this year. Uh, Bandai Namco Entertainment Europe, Outright Games, Fun Solve and Sony Pictures are working on the game. I feel like Sony Pictures probably also worked on the movies, but I don't know. Uh, the game will release on November 15th, which is about a month before the next Jumanji movie is set to release. And it seems 
the game might be a PS4 exclusive based on the trailer. I couldn't, I didn't have a chance to listen to it with audio, so I don't know if they said something. Um, it appears to be heavily based on the movie with all four of the main characters from the movie involved in the trailer. So I am very ready because Jack Black and Karen Gillan and The Rock and unfortunately Kevin Hart and probably the youngest Jonas brother, Nick Jonas, the best one. Because I, the, the, technically the new Jumanji, the newest one that came out a couple years ago is technically Jumanji 2. It's not a reboot. It's a continuation. And it's I'm glad it has the exact same name. Yes. I hope that the next one's Jumanji 1. I hope the next one is just Jumanji again. <laughs> Have you seen Jumanji? Which one? <laughs> just Jumanji. That, that was the okay. confusion. I thought it was a reboot, but no. Like uh, In the movie, it's like, hey, remember a really long time ago when all of that stuff happened? Well, I've been trapped in the game for that long. I was the original guy that got trapped in the game. So... I've been here for a really long time, apparently. And it's like, it ties right in with the whole rest of it. It was so good. I'm really excited for the second one. I need to see it now. It's really good. I really, I don't think we own it, but I'd like to, because I could watch it again. I hate, I hated how much I liked it. It's kind of like I hated how much I liked the Goosebumps Jack Black movie. Because was I was really like, good, it's gimmicky and weird, but it was so good. Uh, so that's coming out November 15th. Uh, so I'm ready. I think it's interesting that it's like four player video game. Like, that's fun. It's probably going to be the movie. (laughs) But whatever. I'm always, uh, I don't know. I go back and forth. My, my hard rule generally, I will never play a game based on a movie, but I will always see a movie based on a game. Even though movies based on games tend to be god awful. That's fair. It's funny because like, I feel like Jumanji, like the new era of Jumanji is, the, let's say the first new Jumanji. Jumanji is a movie based on a movie based on a board game. But the new Jumanji is a movie based about <laughs> a video game based on a movie about a board game. It's a whole thing. Because in the new Jumanji, it's a video game and not a board game that they get sucked into. Brain rebooting. Yeah. I was talking to my coworker the other day and I was like, if they made, I don't there probably exists one in the world, but if Bandersnatch from Netflix was a book, it would be a book about a game. And then Bandersnatch, the Netflix series, would be a show about a game, about a book, about a game. Too many things. I'm done. I, yeah. can't, I can't anymore. My head <laughs> exploded partway through there. Oh, dear Lord. I I had a train of thought and it derailed and oh, then it well. crashed in a burning, heaping wreck and now I'm smelling smoke. I think that might be the... I'm pretty sure that's the neighbor's The wood a... stove outside. It oh, smells God. so good. It does smell so good. I'm so, so hungry. Good. The last time it smelled this good outside was when Rome furniture was burning down. Mm. Every time I leave the house and I smell like a wood fire, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should be happy about this because I don't know yeah. if somebody's house is burning down. I still down. remember when Corey messaged me that day and like took a picture because he was still living with my parents at the time. And he had gone to walk home and left the building and took a shot. And you could see a black cloud over the building and ash raining down on our Ooh. apartments. And I'm like, what is going on? Is our building on fire? <laughs> and he's like, no, this is blowing in from like across town. Terrifying. I was like, oh, my God. Terrifying. It was really weird. Um, Jack Black. We're talking about 
Jumanji, the board game, the video game. Oh, yeah, my thing with video games. I don't play video games based on movies because it's one thing when you take a 40-hour video game and try and compress all of that story mm-hmm. into a two-hour time span. It's something entirely more maddening when you try and take a two-and-a-half-hour movie and, and stretch make, it out into a 25-hour yeah. video game. I Now that I'm thinking about it, in the movie, they get sucked into the video game and they have to play the game in order to get out. So it's like, that's the movie right there. And I'm wondering if, like, the game is going to be the game from the movie, but it would also then just still be the movie. Because that's what the movie was, was the game. My head hurts. <laughs> uh, I'm like trying to keep it. This is like when I tried to watch Inception for school. Oh, I can't. I, I was confused So I couldn't enough. just enjoy the movie. I had to like analyze the crap out of it. I couldn't. Uh, anyway, moving on from there, there was a Pokemon Direct on Wednesday morning announcing yeah. some new things for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, a handful of new Pokemon were announced. Um, Gossifler, a flower Pokemon... Eldegoss, a cotton puff Pokemon. Wooloo, a sheep Pokemon that the internet has already made sexy. Oh, and, and the internet has already like completely been like, this is my favorite one. You can pry this one from my cold, dead hands. It's so cute. Oh, dear Lord. Uh, Corviknight, a raven Pokemon that can act as a taxi. <laughs> Dreadnaw, a rock turtle Pokemon. And the legendary Pokemon. Was it Zacian, Zykian, Zykian, Zacian? I hope it's just like Zacian and it's really. This simple. is the most confusing naming convention they've used since Suicune. <laughs> yeah. Like, and uh, Zamazenta. I apologize if I butchered those names. I wasn't paying enough attention. A sword wolf and a shield wolf. They are a good boy. They attack. They, they protect. They're so much cuter than I thought they would be. The shield one is a little odd to me, but he's just at got least a really like big... the shield is like part of him. He's not just carrying yeah. one. Where the sword one is just, he's just a big he's wolf like with a, a sword. running around with a, with a sword. Honestly, relatable. Uh, animated battles were also showcased in the direct. Didn't Some really seem landscape. that. The, the, sorry, the battles didn't really seem that different from how Pokemon battles have been no. in every game forever. Uh, some landscape. It almost looks like um, just they brought more of like a Pokemon stadium in yeah. the battles. It's kind of what it almost looks like. Uh, some landscape shots and the new Pokemon, as well as old favorites, were featured walking around the wild. Also, these giant hecking Pokeballs. Yeah, they, I don't understand they what that is. explained that it's... I also wasn't able to listen to it. Oh, okay. And then I, I didn't have captions, so like... It's I, worth yeah. going back and watching. I, I'm gonna give you my summarized version. Mm-hmm. It's worth actually watching the Nintendo Direct or the Pokemon Direct and figuring it out if you're interested. But basically, they had these beach ball-sized Pokeballs, and it's they're going to have, like, giant Pokemon that you can go up in battles with, like, a bunch of, a couple other people, like, four-player battle to catch the Pokemon, yeah. kind of like a raid in Pokemon Go. And it sounds like how with Pokemon, um, like, X and Y, I think it was, did Mega Evolutions. Yeah. Similar thing where you can choose to big. activate your Pokemon's big powers and oh, they just become okay. giant, enormous, and they're extremely powerful. But it only lasts for like I think it's either three or five turns. Oh my god! And so you have to like choose when to use it because your opponent can use theirs too. Yeah. So it's like I love that. Eh. I hated Mega Evolutions because it just felt like such a waste of my time. But like, in yeah, the- you're like, let me take an entire turn to evolve yeah. them. So they can be this way for what, like a turn? And then it doesn't do anything. Like it doesn't give them new moves. It just makes them look really cool. 
And in the direct, it was like there were four people fighting like a huge Gyarados. And it was so sick. And I was like, that's a big Gyarados. And then the girl just like unleashes this giant ball and out comes her giant Raichu. And I was like, what is happening? I can't hear any of it. So like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm excited. <laughs> I'm very ready. I, I don't think we got a date either for that. November. November. Yeah. I mean. It was November something. That's how Pokemon do. I think it just said November 2019, to be honest. Probably. I'm going to have to go back and watch it again. It's been a week. Honestly, I should have, but I forgot. I finished these all of my show notes yesterday, and I was like, I'm clocking out. I got to turn off my brain. It's been a really weird couple weeks. <clears throat> there, that, okay. Okay. What? Okay, moving on from that. Pokemon news. Uh, do you mind if I roll into this next one? Please do. Okay, because I have I have fun stories, too. Oh, God. Uh, so, in Xbox news, Microsoft is teaming up with Lynx, which is basically Axe, but in the UK, Ireland, China, Australia, and New Zealand, to bring Xbox deodorant and body wash into the universe. The official description of the scent is, Lynx Xbox is a fresh scent of pulsing green citrus featuring top notes of kaffir lime and winter lemon. Aromatic herbal middle notes of mint and sage and woody bottom notes of... Wow, patchouli and clearwood. <laughs> Containing a range of natural essential oils, the Xbox Lynx range comes with a sleek new look and features a body spray, deodorant, and shower gel. Now, here's my thing. All of those scents are one product. That's too fucking many. That's well. I mean, that's in the same too in, many. The, in the same respect, though, that's like when you have a coffee connoisseur. They take a sip and they're like, "Oh yes, I'm getting the aromatic flavors of yeah. hazelnut and birchwood." And but like then the, it also has a hint of, you know, blueberry and yeah. fruit. And it's like, where are you getting all this? It tastes it's like, like coffee. And it's like it's bean juice. Calm down. It's like wine people too. Wine snobs. They're the worst. It's roasted cherry. But it's pit. like okay, the first few scents: lime, lemon great mint and sage great i think mint and sage could go well with lime and lemon i not for me but like for most people i think they probably go together mint and sage and patchouli and clearwood maybe would go together and those last two patchouli and clearwood probably would go really well alone but you combine all of these things and i'm like i'm having a hard time breathing just thinking about this because all i can imagine is like that's so many like flavors. Nah. It's not even sense at this point. It's you know flavors. what that is. All right, I want you to picture picture yourself, if you will, out in the wilderness. You're in a log cabin, like Uncle Tom's cabin, but not yeah. Uncle Tom's. Yeah, it's like your your uncle Steve has a cabin <laughs> in the woods, and you go out to <sighs> Uncle Steve's cabin in the woods, and the only thing he has out there, he doesn't have cable or anything, but he's got himself an Xbox, and he has it hooked up, and he's got some games, and like so. You know, outside is like the fire's going and you're out in the woods and experiencing nature. But it's just one of those days. It's starting to get late. You got the windows open and the breeze is rolling through and you're playing the Xbox inside. And like maybe he's making some tea because he's one of those outdoorsy types and he likes tea. Yeah. And you're sitting over here with your two liter of Mountain Dew. And then you go to reach for your controller in between bites of Doritos and you knock over the Mountain Dew and it spills all over the like wood floor and the co coffee table so now you've got those smells of the patchouli and clear wood from the log cabin area the mint and sage and from the tea mixed with your green citrus of the mountain dew and yeah. it, it just smells like a game disaster in the woods <laughs> like 
Maybe it works. I don't know. Maybe it's really good, but I'm incredibly we'll find biased. Out. I know As- Axe had made like a neon green body wash before oh, that yeah. smelled like Mountain Dew, and it was so it good. Was so good. I Every time I like for- something from Axe, they get rid of it. So. I use that for as my combination shampoo and body wash for a very long time Same. when I didn't care about my skin. Yeah, I was like, I, I, I'll, I'll so bathe good. in Mountain Dew. I don't give a shit. It was so good. Um, it just... I, I, I'm very biased because I'm sensitive to scents. I'm sensitive to like all of that, like really processed, <laughs> like un, unnatural, like stuff. Because I worked in a candle factory, and it just like completely killed scents for me. I don't even like lighting candles in my own house now. If something smells bad, I have to just clean it with like something that isn't going to linger. Because mm. otherwise, I can't handle it. <laughs> so like maybe it's just me, but this seems like a lot. Maybe it works. I don't know. But we're never going to find out because it's only available, only going to be available in Australia and New Zealand as of July at, for now. If it becomes available in the U.S., I will absolutely buy the body wash, the, what is it, the shower gel, body spray, and deodorant. I will buy them. And if I don't like the scent, I will gift them to somebody who needs them. I don't care. Yep. But I'm going to buy them if they become available here for sure. Same. Because <laughs> I need to know. I, yeah. Also, it reminds me good. of back in the days when I used to watch a lot of G4 when they were still on air. Mm-hmm. Um, and in between episodes of Cheat and X-Play and Attack of the Show, they had a commercial that was like this. Th- they had a lot of commercials for gaming stuff. So my brain's already in a gaming mood. Yeah. And then this commercial comes on. It's this secretary looking woman. And she's like 20 feet from the camera. She's like off in the distance. It's a long shot on the camera. And she's like, I don't want to smell you from over here. And then she gets like a little closer. She's like, or here. Gets a little closer or here to the point when it's basically a close up, like a three button or two button shot. Mm -hmm. And she's like, here, here's where I want to smell you. (laughs) And she's like trying to do it all sensual like, like I want to get really close and smell you. And the whole thing was for um, Right Guard Extreme body spray. Which smells fantastic, by the way. Yeah. They had like a green, a blue, and a red. And I'm not sure what the scents were supposed to be. But I bought the blue one because of that commercial. And it was the best body spray I had ever bought. Because it was one of those ones. You know, you know people when they wear Axe. Because you can smell them from across town. Yeah. And they overpower everything because they felt like they needed to bathe in it. And this stuff was like, you just spritz it. And it was wonderful. But then, you know, that was one of the deodorant smells I liked. So they got rid of it. Yeah. I can't find it anywhere anymore. Yeah. So. Honestly, I like X. I, I feel like a garbage person, but like I really I like the smell of a lot of like the the default X scents that people tend to wear out in the world. I really like them. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just because like because you like staying at home playing Skyrim in your underwear. You are I their do. demographic. I do. One of the comments <laughs> on the article about this was like <laughs> from Xbox. Take the hint. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. Oh snap. Like honestly, yeah. It would be like if uh, at anime conventions, it was just like, before you buy your ticket, why don't you check out this ad about deodorant? Any kind of deodorant. Literally anything that will make you smell better. They have, um, at Anime Boston before, they've had people going around handing out soap and deodorant. That's amazing. To congoers. I would love that And job. they also have the 531 rule. Um, at least five hours of sleep, three meals. I know, it's a 5521. Five, five, Five to one rule. Five hours of sleep, at least two meals a day, and at least one shower a day, because we don't want con funk, but we get con funk anyway. Mm-hmm. 
it's because just, people just don't. It's the nature of the beast. Really is. It's Congratulations, cool. you've just gotten nerds to shower. Like it, that one dude this, from Overwatch League that was like, oh, I just shower before I play and it gets me in the zone. I hope that he knew what he was doing just by being like, it really, it gets me in the right right mindset. It helps me play better. Play better. I hope that that worked and was like a strategic move to get all of his co-stars to shower. Yeah. The last thing you want to be doing is sitting up there playing the championships and all you can smell is BO. God. Anyway, <laughs> as I punch the mic, I'll let you move on to the uh, the next bit here. Okay. Uh, so Google had a, uh, what is it? I don't know. A Google Direct. <laughs> Google had a Google <laughs> Nintendo Direct. Uh, and they announced the Stadia Founders Edition of the Google Stadia. It will essentially be a Chromecast Ultra, which supports 4K gameplay. And it will come with a Midnight Blue controller, which is limited edition for the Founders Edition. Uh, a three-month Stadia Pro subscription and a three-month voucher that you can give to a friend for them. Uh, and the ability to reserve a Stadia username early through your Google account. Uh, it will launch in the U.S., Canada, and much of Europe. Like 12 Europe countries. Europe, Europe countries. European countries. Uh, it'll be $129.99 in the U.S. Uh, and at first, you will only have access to Stadia Pro, which is the... This is the only time, this is the only access that you'll have after like buying it until 2020 when they will open up free access to the service, basically. Like you'll still have to buy the thing, but you won't have to subscribe. Um, Stadia Pro will have 4K, whatever, at 60 FPS, free games that come out every month, maybe. Uh, discounts on games that already exist and a whole bunch of other things um, and stuff that they haven't even announced yet for $9.99 a month. There's no yearly pricing, so that would be $120 a month. <clears throat> and Stadia Base, which will come out in 2020, uh, will be limited to 10... Oh, sorry, I bumped the mic. Will be limited to 1080p at 60fps and will be free. So no discounts, no free games or anything, but you just play your games on your Chromecast, on your computer, on your Chrome browser, whatever suits your fancy. Uh, additional controllers can be bought along with a Stadia Founders Edition for $69. Nice. Uh, a black one, a white <laughs> one, and a wasabi green color. I really like... Wasabi green. That's I, a very specific green, and I, can, I know exactly what yeah, that is in my head. It's so. like a really light... I kind of like that color. Um, I really like the style of the controllers. Like, aesthetically, they're very pleasing to me. Um, the Founders Edition of the Stadia will be launching in November, and it comes with a list of games that will be available for free with it, which we can have in the show notes, because it was like 30 games. It was a lot of games. Um, I didn't want to list them all. But some notable favorites are Baldur's Gate 3, which is coming out. That's news. Uh, forgot to put that in. Um, Borderlands 3, which we'll be releasing later this year anyway. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which just came out, Destiny 2, and Doom, like a whole bunch of really good games you'll be able to just play anywhere you want. Um, Pre-orders are available now on the Google Store. I learned that Google has a store. <laughs> Other than like the Play Store. I learned just store.google.com and it's there. Um, there's going to be like different editions of it, but like the Founders Edition is this first one that's coming out that you can pre-order. There's going to be like other editions of of it that i don't know 
It's a whole thing. It's really confusing. I kind of want it. I hate that I want it. I already own a Chromecast that we don't use. <laughs> because I have consoles and computers and things that we can use to watch television. But I kind of want it. But at least a Chromecast, you can watch TV and stuff, too. You don't have to play the games. It's just a Chromecast. Um, this next one ties in with the Google Stadia. But do you want it because you actually play this game? Yes, Great. I heard about this today and I was like laughing a lot. Great. Um, because basically Bungie has given the finger to Blizzard. Oh, yeah. Um, by leaving in the first place. We talked about that a while ago that they had they broke up. Um, and now, <sighs> along with Destiny 2 becoming available on the Stadia for free with all content that came on its, in on its first year, Bungie is also releasing a new major expansion called Shadowkeep on September 17th. The expansion will be set on Earth's moon. So we're going back to the moon to stay, just like NASA. Uh, Bungie's also releasing Destiny 2 Near Light for free on all oh, platforms. Sorry, I think it's supposed to be New Light. It is New Light. I, I don't know why. Was I drunk when maybe. I typed this? Are you drunk now? Maybe. A little bit. Um, <laughs> sorry, New go Light on. for free on all platforms. Destiny 2's full first year content for free, including DLC and expansions. Forsaken not included. Shadowkeep not included. Yeah. Uh, DLC is also, or Destiny 2, sorry, is also coming to Steam on September 17th. Current PC players who use Battle.net will be able to carry over all progress purchases, etc. with no issue. I'm pumped for that. Yeah. According to Bungie, they will have more details about this later this summer. So it's basically like, hey, Blizzard, guess what? We're taking our game away from your launcher. Mm -hmm. We're going to put it on Steam. Also, it's going to go free to play. Yeah. For the whole, like, everything that came out the first year. People can buy the next two expansions. And they've, Bungie has outright said... We're going to be honest with you guys. Destiny 3 is a long way off. So they, they're yeah. actually putting their focus into bettering Destiny 2 right now. And uh, as well as that, they they said that they want to make sure that they can do their best to bring new people in before they release something else. Because they now try they have and... a lot of freedom. They can be like, listen, guys, we really want new players who are held off for some reason before. And I understand. Come play our game. I think you're going to like it. And I really dig that. Yeah. And they want to, like, build a better MMO-type environment, from my understanding, which, like, I felt, personally, Destiny 1 did a really good job of combining the MMO and the FPS. Mm. Like, I played a lot of Destiny 1 with between, like, Morgan and Cryptid Roommate. Yeah. And, like, the people that I played D1 with. And Destiny 2 just didn't have that same punch. And mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of that has to do with design constraints and time constraints on the development team and... Yeah. Everything else that hopefully they can find a way to fix, considering that, you know, Destiny 1 was kind of garbage when it came out, and they fixed it a few years down the line. Yeah. Hopefully D2 can be the same way, but it's just funny. we'll um, see. For Destiny 2 Forsaken release date. That was August of last year. Destiny 2 release date. So, <laughs> it's, it's covering, the whole thing is covering the first year of Destiny 2 content release. Which is everything up to Forsaken. Destiny 2 so. released September 6, 2017. Destiny 2 Forsaken DLC came out September 4th, 2018. So technically it is in the first year of content. But like, I understand why they would be like, we just released that like six months ago. We, I get they it. probably still haven't broken even on it, so. Oh, probably not. Many, many people. So many people were so disappointed. I had to hear about Surprise. it in my house for weeks. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but that's all we've got for Destiny 2 news. That actually wraps what we've got for the week. Yeah. Um, I, I am going like... to say that I'm linking in the show notes trailers for Baldur's Gate 3, the new ukulele game, and Destroy All Humans, the remake, Yeah. for people that are interested in that, as well as our list the from Polygon of Google Stadia games. Yeah. And because I've been pushing it on everyone I know, and it only is going to be around for this month, the link to a Kickstarter for the Fursona Pride Pins, for those yeah. of you that are in the LGBTQ plus and, community. And it's a, it's a, I learned that they are like a company who is like LGBT and mo- like minority owned anyway. Yeah. So it's like, that's where your money is going to people who are this thing that they are supporting. The pins are it's adorable. You can pair any animal with any flag. So like I backed at four pins so I can pair any four animals with any four flags yeah. when the campaign goes through. And, and they're unlocking stuff at an unreasonably yeah. fast rate. And I learned that they ha- already had one successful Kickstarter campaign that they delivered on. That's also very comforting. That and I actually heard about <laughs> them uh, b- before they launched this campaign through the furry IRL telegram group. Yeah. Because someone was mentioning, oh, yeah, you got to check these guys out on Patreon because their whole thing is like if you back on Patreon for like $15 a month, they send you two enamel pins every month from the series they're working on. And the way that they're running their pins is sort of like they do limited runs. They're like trading cards. Yeah. They're collectible pins. Some of them have LEDs in them. Like I've seen people, they have an entire section on their Discord server that's like people that want to trade pins with each other Mm -hmm. or people that want to resell pins. And they give you like, if you're going to buy a pin, this is about what it's worth for you to resell. Mm -hmm. So at least get this for it. Yeah. So that people can have a, you know, a good idea of what's going on. It's, It's like its entire own currency market. It's really cool. I like that they allow people to sell the pins that they have gotten from patreon because it's like yeah it's like the you culture made your around money already. like amiibo but less fist fighty <laughs> yeah and it's crazy i like it i i, I really like sometimes it. i have apprehensions when someone's like i made like I, don't get me wrong i love markiplier and i love jacksepticeye and i love this cloak thing that they've got going on and i like that they're very upfront about like x amount of money from our pride merch that you buy from cloak will go to this specific charity and it's a good one i think it's the trevor project which is like it's fine but it's like you are not that so i don't like that you are also making money off that i wish that you'd be like my gay intern is getting all of the profits aside from what we're donating to the charity you know like it just it feels so much better when it's like i'm gay (laughs) i'm making money off my gay stuff like that just feels so much better to me yeah i don't know it's comforting but that being said, those links are down there for you guys. Also, speaking of merch and stuff, available for only the month of June, if you want to pick up uh, a Yeah Dude Gamers branded rainbow logo big gay mug, I'm <laughs> you can do so yes, <laughs> on I'm... our merch store. Just check the link in the description. Please do it. The I'm campaign's so only running for this month. It's got our logo. If you're on the Discord server, you know what the rainbow logo looks like. Uh, if not, it's just our Yeah Dude hexagon, but it has like a rainbow tie-dye look going mm. through the, all the lettering and Annabelle did an amazing job on it. Yeah. And we put that on a mug that is like a color changing mug with the heat. And <sighs> I didn't even know that. I just thought it had like a really cool black outline around the rim. Oh, I didn't read the product description because <laughs> I'm a terrible <laughs> person. I was like, Oh, that looks so cool. And then Morgan ordered one and was like, yo, color changing mug. Awesome. And I'm like, it's a what? I had no idea. So I was like, Oh shit. That's great. So you can have yourself a big gay color changing mug. Yeah. Only available this month through our merch store. So feel free to check that out. 
And don't forget to check the Amazon mystery link. Yeah. It's some good stuff. And keep an eye on uh, our Pornhub if you're not already <laughs> subscribed. What a following. weird thing to say. Yeah, what a weird thing to end a podcast with. Yeah. Um, because we will have amorous content coming soon. Yeah. Probably within the next couple of months. Keep I want to try and get it all together. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back at you again with more ranting next week because Morgan won't be here to say no. Yep. Until then, happy gaming. See ya. This Week in Gaming is a Yeah Dude Gamers production. Pre-production planning and show outline by Sarah Green. On-air organization and mediation by Morgan. Post-production audio and mixing by me, Josh Needham. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends. And check out our other podcasts, AV Underground, a show where Watson and myself discuss the struggles of getting started as a content creator. We often interview up-and-coming streamers, writers, photographers, and other content creators about their thoughts on getting started. Or Health and Mana, where Annabelle and I review multiplayer games and discuss how gaming ties into our relationship. This podcast has been brought to you by the support of our Patreon backers. To become a backer and show your support for the show, or to find out more about Yadude and what we do, check out yadudegamers.com. And hey, thanks. Thanks.